Hey, hey, welcome to the Empowered and Free podcast. My name is Erin Kimbrell, and I'm a counselor, certified life coach, breathwork coach, and small town mom of two. I know firsthand what it feels like to live with high functioning anxiety. For most of my life, I had so much mental mess, anxiety, people pleasing, perfectionism, overthinking, constant worrying, and never feeling good enough. On my decade-long journey to feeling better, I've learned how to take back my life from high-functioning anxiety and helped others to do the same through my coaching and breathwork programs. Now, I want to share everything I know with you. This podcast will help you feel empowered over your high-functioning anxiety and free to finally live the life of your dreams. Now, grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and dive into the episode. I'm Erin Kimbrell, and this is the Empowered and Free Podcast. All right, today I might step on some toes, you guys. Let me just preface with that because today we are talking about five controversial truths about anxiety. Now, the people pleasery part of me wants to go, no, don't say these. They're going to make some people mad. But These are the truths that I have discovered after working with dozens of people who struggle with anxiety and high functioning anxiety as my role as a counselor and a coach. And I feel like you guys really need to hear these today. So just notice if I kind of make you mad, (laughs) roll with it, listen with open ears and just pay attention to what does trigger you and why that is. And we'll talk about that at the very end. So here are five things I believe. The first one, the first controversial truth about anxiety is that medication and years of therapy are not the only ways to help your anxiety. Now, I always want to start with this. I am not medication shaming. Medicine is super helpful for a lot of my friends and my family and feels like it is a way to help them function in the world. There's no shame. If you need that, if you feel like that's something for you, then you get to make that choice. Okay. These things can be tools that you can use, but here's what I want you to hear. Here's the part. They are not the only way. They are not the end all and the be all of helping your anxiety. So many people, here's what I see. We just take medication to help with anxiety, but we don't proactively try to do anything else. (laughs) We just take a pill and move throughout the day and still continue to live our life in a way that just fuels this anxiety without really getting to the root of it. Myself, I tried both. I tried medication. I tried therapy and these things weren't successful for me because I needed more right? I needed to go deeper. And I talk a lot about that in episode one, where I share my story and what I mean by going deeper. Okay. So go and take a listen to that episode if you have not yet. So that's my first truth. Medication and years of therapy are not the only ways to help your anxiety. There's so many other things we can try, right? Number two, controversial truth. Number two, you need more than just learning the tips and the tools to help your anxiety. I was a tips and tools girl too. Like I wanted to learn all the tips and all the tools. And I do think these are helpful. I lean on my tools all the time. Again, I talk a lot about my tools in episode number one. A lot of my clients know my tools because I share these tools with them. Tools can be very helpful. 
Tips to help with anxiety are also very helpful, but sometimes all that's doing is just teaching us to manage our anxiety. And I don't know about you, but I need not another thing to manage. My family keeps begging for a pet, begging for a dog. And I'm like, guys, I need less things to manage, less things to do. And that's how I feel about my anxiety. I do not need to be a little micromanager on these anxious thoughts and feelings that I have all the time. Okay. Coping with this anxiety. That's a lot of work. Instead, can I get in there again? Like I've said, at the root, healing at the root, releasing some of that anxiety so that it doesn't come up for me every single day. That's the key. So I want to tell a quick story of what I mean more about the tips and the tools and one story of me when I was really struggling with my anxiety. So my family and I visited the new river. My husband's family has a cabin up that way. And we were going tubing pretty much every like July 4th as a family. So if you don't know what I mean, you hop in a tube and you ride down the river in the tube. Pretty fun, right? A little anxiety provoking if you are scared of water, are scared of snakes, which is me. Snakes are like one of my big fears. Um, And if you have children going on this trip and that is where I was. My anxiety with my kids around water was like one of the highest things for me. That was one of my main triggers was my kids being around water. And my kids were pretty young at the time, maybe like six and three. I'm just going to take a guess on that. Okay. So pretty young at the time. And here we are thinking that we're just going to tube down the new river um, and everything's just going to be fine. What do you think my anxiety was telling me? (laughs) My anxiety was telling me this is about to be the worst trip we've ever taken. Something bad is going to happen, right? Be on high alert. So when I woke up that morning before the trip, the weight on my chest was just intense, insane. I could not catch a deep breath. I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Like, we're not going to be able to take this trip. I'm not going to have a fun time. This is going to be the worst day of my life because something bad is going to happen. Okay. That's where my head was. And at the time I had been going to therapy for a while. And one of the tools that the therapy therapist taught me was to notice my thoughts, to write down my thoughts, and then to reframe my thoughts. Okay. These are all great things. I am totally with the therapist on this. So reframe the thoughts just means take the thought and maybe write it in a more um, positive, a more realistic way, like just noticing what your thought is and flipping it into something that is better serving for you. Okay. So here I am, got my little journal. We're staying in a camper. So I got my journal, woke up early with like this just crushing anxiety, um, debilitating almost and got my journal out and I start like writing down the thought and then I start noticing, is that thought true? You know, all these great, wonderful things. So after spending probably 30 minutes to an hour working through this journaling, did I feel better? Sure. Had I really worked through some anxiety? Absolutely. That's what I mean when I say I'm not, I'm not saying that therapy is bad or that tools and tips aren't, aren't good. They are. These are things that I teach too, but it goes a lot deeper than that because the whole day when I'm out there and I'm trying to work through this anxiety, it was a lot. It was a lot to manage in my mind. It was a lot to manage in my body. And that's another full-time job that I promise you I don't need. And so maybe that's where you're at today. You're, you've learned a couple of things. You're trying to implement that, but it feels really hard. It feels like it takes a lot of time. Okay. What I do now is, is different. 
than that. While, of course, I mentioned to you guys in episode one, I rely a lot on mindset tools, but there's a lot that is deeper than that that helps relieve that anxiety before it comes up. So what I do today, instead of just tips and tools, I have worked through my pivot and my regulate method. And this is something I teach in my program for anxiety. I do my pivot and my regulate method. Okay. How can I pivot the thought and how can I regulate how I feel in my body? How can I take my breathing to help calm me down? How can I remind myself that I'm safe and why I'm safe? And so the difference, the key here is that that baseline of safety that I, that I always feel because I've worked into that, that baseline of safety is already there versus before my baseline was constant anxiety, constant stress and worrying about anything and everything that could happen. Huge difference. Huge, huge, huge. Okay. So the tips and tools are great, but you need a lot more. That's what I want you to hear from number two, controversial truth. Number two. All right. Numero tres. I'm like, what is three? It is trace. My husband would know. Here's a little funny story. He has been doing this app, um, to learn Spanish for like, I don't know. He said, he said like 270 days. He's so consistent. You guys, it blows my mind <laughs> every single day wakes up for this app. So I feel like I'm learning. I'm remembering some Spanish from high school through him doing this app every day. All right. Number three, controversial truth. Number three, many of us, a lot of us are using temporary solutions for anxiety. And all these are doing, it's like putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. Okay. That's not going to work. That's not going to be enough. You still have that bullet wound inside that we have to remove in order to heal in the first place so that those band-aids aren't needed. Okay. So temporary solutions. What am I talking about? Again, shared a lot about this on episode number one of the temporary solutions that I had used for anxiety. So I've mentioned a couple already medication. So for me, when I tried medication, I had a ton of side effects. I did not like, um, did not feel like a long-term solution for me. Again, I'm not shaming. If it works for you, please continue and use what works for you. Another one, therapy, the therapist that I had at the time, um, I would say was mildly helpful, but again, it wasn't enough. And it was just a temporary solution back to the story. I just told you guys. Okay. Uh, number three, a temporary solution was meditation, trying to quiet a mind that goes nonstop a million miles an hour felt like a waste of time. It felt more defeating than it was worth. Um, and it felt like I, something was wrong with me. Like, why can't I quiet my mind? Everybody loves meditation. They say it works. They say it helps. Why is this not helping me? Like, I remember feeling like that. So it was a very temporary solution for me. Trying CBD oil. Um, I used the kind with no THC and it would help in those moments that my chest felt like I had an elephant on it. Um, it would help me be able to like, just take a deep breath after it finally kind of settled into my body, it would help me maybe stop in the moments that I was shaking, but it was just temporary when my anxiety was at its worst. And I was having to use this multiple times a day. I realized again, this is not really sustainable for me. Can I find something else that helps, which led me down the path I'm on now, right? Journaling. Um, like I shared just that example, like writing out my feelings, a great, a great strategy, great tool, 
but it's temporary because then those thoughts come flooding in again in 30 minutes or an hour or the next day. And you grab that journal and you're back to it. Yoga, moving my body, right? Time in nature, going outside. It feels so nice. And you go outside and like the sun's on your face and you hear the birds. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see me posting about this like every day. I'm outside. I try to be outside every single day, sitting on my porch. It's, it's huge for me that cup of coffee or tea or anything I can have in my hand. Um, I love that time in nature, but then guess what? If I come back into my house and all the anxiety is there and all the stress is there and all the worry is there, then that was just a temporary solution. Essential oils, another big one. I love, love, love using all my senses to support myself and essential oils and the sense of smell is, is powerful, but it's temporary. I've tried chiropractic Okay, I've tried self-help books. I told you guys I'm a self-help queen. I have a whole bookshelf behind me of self-help books. And then like, I don't know, probably hundreds more on my Kindle. Um, I love a self-help book, but it helps only in the moment. I even went to get my master's in counseling. You guys, I became a counselor to try to help myself. And so I wanted to break down all these temporary solutions I've tried. I'm curious, have you guys tried any that I haven't listed? I would love to hear. But all these do... Or like I said, it's a, it's a bandaid on a bullet wound. Okay. They can absolutely be helpful, but they're not getting to the root of your anxiety. We have to get in there and heal what's there. So it's different for different people. All right. But a lot of what is there are experiences that we've gone through in the past that have created our thoughts, our feelings, and beliefs in the present. So in our childhood, what did we experience? What did we start to believe about ourselves, about the world around us, right? Did we believe that the world is a scary place, that people are out to get us? Maybe we had people in our own home that made us feel that way. Maybe you went through trauma, right? All of us, my belief is that all of us have trauma because trauma is anything that's too much, too soon, or too fast for our bodies, for our experience. So trauma is a big contributor to anxious feelings and thoughts, right? What was modeled? What was shown to us? All of these things create the deeper roots of our anxiety. But if you don't know, you can't fix it. And so that's what I mean when I'm like, we have to heal the root. We have to heal the root. You guys hear me say this probably every episode because it's so important. We have to heal the root cause of what gives you anxiety. And then, and only then, those tips and tools will be kind of little supporters. All of it together will be enough to help you. Controversial truth number four, anxiety is not a genetic trait that you're stuck with. Hear me say that again. Anxiety is not just a genetic trait that you're stuck with. Anxiety is not your life sentence. I felt that way. <laughs> I felt like that was so true for me. Anxiety on both sides of my family. I see it in my DNA. I see it in my lineage. And I thought, well, this is just, this is just who I am. This is just a part of me. I'm going to feel this way forever. And the truth is that you can change that. Okay. You can actually change your DNA and it's called epigenetics. If you want to look it up, I encourage you to. What it is, essentially, epigenetics is the study of how your behaviors and your environment can cause changes 
that affect the way your genes work. Okay. How your genes express themselves. So unlike changes to your genetics, epigenetic changes are reversible and they don't change your DNA sequence, but they change how your body reads that DNA sequence. All right. If you're like me, you're like, I'm out. Peace out. Like that's too much science for me. <laughs> so if all you need to know is you can change your DNA, that's what I'm trying to say to you, right? Anxiety is not your life sentence. That's what I want you to hear from that. If you are nerding out on like all the science and please look it up, I encourage you do your thing, right? Number five, my controversial truth. Number five is you are never too messed up to change. Feeling like your anxiety is too bad to be helped is just holding you back. Feeling like you're too far gone. Feeling like you've had too much happen in your life. All that's doing is holding you back from healing your anxiety. And I talk to people all the time. I talk to people that become clients and I talk to people that don't become clients. And the difference here is that belief and, and being able to change that. Do you think you can change? Do you think that anxiety doesn't have to be your daily struggle? Do you truly believe that? Okay. We have to be open to change, to be ready to step in and begin that change. All right. So we went through the five truths. Let me read them back through you really quickly. Number one, I believe that medication and years of therapy are not the only ways to help your anxiety. Number two, you need more than just tips and tools to help your anxiety. Number three, many of us are using a temporary solution for anxiety, and it's just a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Number four, anxiety isn't just a genetic trait that you're stuck with. Anxiety is not your life sentence. And number five, you are never too messed up to change. All right. So everybody take a deep breath. How many toes did I step on? Maybe I stepped on yours. <laughs> maybe something I said today made you feel angry or defensive or argumentative, or maybe you already turned this off five minutes ago. Cause you were like, I'm done with her. I don't want to hear anything else she has to say. <laughs> if so, if that anger is coming up, I just want to remind you, anger is a secondary emotion. There's always something underneath or behind that anger. So just notice what's there. Why are you feeling the anger truly? What's behind that anger? What's hiding there? Maybe it's shame. Maybe you feel ashamed because some of the things that I just called out that I just said are things that you're doing right now, right? Please, please, please do not feel that way. Okay. I've been there. I've done that. I've tried all these things because I was just simply trying to feel better. And all the things I just said, we think are the norm right? Like people are out there pushing and pushing and pushing their way. And maybe they think their way is right. Maybe they're just trying to sell something. I don't know. They're just pushing their way to feel better. And we think, oh yes, I would love a quick fix. I would love something to help me feel better. And so we grab and we grab, but I really didn't realize all of the things, how my beliefs, how my past experiences, how all of this was keeping me stuck in my anxiety. Okay. And this is, this is what our beliefs are. I'll talk a lot about this another time. This is all throughout my programs. I am big on beliefs, beliefs being those subconscious things that are running the show that we don't even know are there. 95% of what we do comes from our subconscious beliefs. Okay. And all these were created before the age of seven. So 
pretty crazy stuff. I won't go too much into it, but our beliefs are telling us that we're going to feel stuck, that we don't have any options, right? That we're too messed up to change, that we're going to feel like this forever. And that's not true. Here's another thing I know that we're all doing the very best we can in the moment with the resources we have. So now you have new resources. Now you have new ideas to consider. You have more options. You have someone, me, here offering you a different alternative and a way to heal your anxiety at the root so that it does not continue to come up for you every single day. You don't have to feel like that forever. Okay. If anything I shared today is something you can get behind, something that resonates with you, I would love to hear from you. Truly send me a message. Let's chat. Like this is no pressure. I just want to offer you support. I want to cheer you on. I want to see how we can help you in this journey to healing your high functioning anxiety. So don't be shy. I promise I'm very nice. And I really would love to chat with you because I know what it feels to be in your shoes. Again, been there, done that. I truly, truly, truly get it. I have a lot of different ways to support you. Of course, this podcast, I have my coaching programs, I have my breathwork programs. There are so many things that you can try that you do not have to just continue to struggle and struggle and struggle. It is not meant for you, my friend, I promise. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope these were helpful and I hope you have an incredible day. See you next time. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. You don't know how much it means to me. If you'd like more behind the scenes content, inspiration, and daily reminders that encourage and uplift you, follow me on Instagram at Hey Aaron Kimbrell and send me a DM to say, Hey, if any of the episodes have been super helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you'd like to listen. It helps me so incredibly much and it allows the podcast to be seen by other people who need it. If you want to learn more from me, head to erinkimbrell.com. That's where you'll find all my free resources, read the podcast show notes, and learn more information about my online coaching and breathwork programs that help you create the life you want. If you want to keep the conversation going from today's episode, join us in our exclusive podcast Facebook community, Empowered and Free Help for High Functioning Anxiety. I'm here for you, and I'm always cheering you on. I'll see you next time. I'm Erin Kimbrell, and this is the Empowered and Free Podcast.